Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Are you caring for an aging loved one? Are you a senior searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And now, America's Senior Care Consultant, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant, and I really appreciate you tuning in today. We have a wonderful program for you here today with three guests in studio. We have we have a crowded room today. <laughs> so we have uh, David Wiley. He's the President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. We also have Dr. Iman William Christians. She's the Director of Grief Programs. Uh, also with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And then we have a special guest in, well, everyone's special, but uh, <laughs> a, 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 a very special guest in studio today, Janie Ewell. She is the co-founder of the Solace House, and we're going to get into all of this right now. So uh, David and Dr. Iman and Janie, welcome to Senior Care Live. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Thanks, Steve. You know, we're excited to be here today. It's very special to have these perspectives in one room, really. Uh, the women the, who helped start it all, uh, Solace House was founded 25 years ago by Janie and one of her best friends who saw a need. And Solace House is a program of Kansas City Hospice. And then we also have the woman whose team is carrying on this important programming forward, which is Dr. Amon. She leads our grief programming at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And as I mentioned, that includes Solace House. And we're so proud of their work. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So let's bring everyone into the loop here about the Solace House. And uh, this is uh, part of Kansas City Hospice. Is that correct, Dr. Iman? Yes, it is. So first, what I'll say is Solace House is the only organization of its kind specializing in grief serving the greater Kansas City metro area. So not every area has a comprehensive grief program like us. It's a community center for grief and healing, and it's designed to be a nurturing place to guide adults and children through difficult times uh, following death. So whether the death is anticipated, sudden, or unexpected. All right, so that really sounds like a a wonderful and really valuable resource. So do you have to be a patient with Kansas City Hospice to take advantage of your programs or to come to Solace House? You know, see, that's the real beauty of Solace House. 
Um, it's truly a community resource, and that's how it was founded. And you're going to hear more about that um, very important story from Janie here in a moment. But we would we've never wavered from that goal, and it's um, always been the goal of Solace House to help people explore their reactions to death. So to understand the emotional, behavioral, physical, social, and spiritual responses to loss, to adapt to changes that they may experience, and ultimately develop strategies for coping, communicating, and healing. David's right. It's a place for everyone. We offer such a breadth of services at Solace House. That's what makes it so unique um, and what makes it special. So those services include uh, grief support for ages 14 through uh, and, and also adults, uh, peer lead grief support groups for children, teens and adults. We also have our individual and family grief counseling program. Um, for those who want more of a tailored experience, we have um, bereavement camps. So we offer two of those a year, and those are for our grieving children and families. Uh, we also get referrals for crisis counseling. Sometimes a school or organization will reach out to us. Maybe they've had a death of someone or um, are just seeking more grief services. And so we'll come in and do a training for them or just offer our support. Okay. All right. Excellent. And it just sounds like a wonderful, wonderful community resource. So uh, could you tell us more about some of these services? Yeah. So for instance, our peer support groups, um, they typically run six to eight sessions and uh, we'll have a fall semester and a spring semester. And we offer them in the evening so that um, people don't have to worry about missing work and getting kids out of school. It's offered at a convenient time on Tuesday and Wednesday evenings. Um, we offer pizza so that dinner is not something they have to worry about. All they have to do is bring themselves. Um, and children are um, grouped together based on their ages so that they can be around other children who are also grieving. And adults are broken up by the type of loss. So um, if they've lost a partner, they're in the partner loss group. We also have a suicide loss group, a child loss group, and a mixed loss group. Um, so all of these groups are wonderful, and we offer them free of charge to the community. You know, the other thing that's important, you know, I think Amon said earlier, uh, for ages four to adult, um, that, that's really important and key because it's a family opportunity. We offer individual and family counseling. For example, we even have a grant right now from Jack Jackson County um, Children's Services, so that helps uh, cover the cost to be able to do further outreach. Um, we also accept most insurance plans, including Medicare and Medicaid. Um, there's some private pay rates sometimes and also financial assistance that's available on a sliding scale fee uh, if cost is a barrier. Okay, and that is that is fantastic. And you don't have to be a, a member or a patient or affiliated with Kansas City Hospice. All of these programs are available to our community. That's why I keep saying Kansas City Hospice is an act, absolute treasure uh, of a of a resource to our community. So uh, you also mentioned bereavement camps, and are those just for young kids or, or young children? Uh, we do them for families um, as well, and so we offer it in either a day or weekend format. Um, and some people come to both of our camps, which is really wonderful. Um, we receive grants from Camp for Kids and also the Luna Network, which really helps fund these camps so that we can offer them at no cost. Um, additionally, our development team does a wonderful job of fundraising to match those grant dollars and support our camp programming. Um, we just finished our weekend camp, and so 
just thinking about um, when you see a family come in, they're really nervous and just not sure what to expect. And so we do a really good job of greeting them and help bringing down those barriers. And my favorite part of any grief camp is as they are leaving camp, as they are are, are um, leaving us, um, they've formed these really long and deep friendships with people. And I, I see people exchanging numbers. Actually, I saw a family, like they didn't want to leave. So they decided to go to a park after they left mm-hmm. camp and just let their children continue to play. So, um, you know, not only are we providing a space for them to talk about their grief, we're also helping them form a community um, to carry that forward. You know, Steve, I have to say that seeing these families experience um, one of our grief support camps, it's very meaningful. It's really rewarding to me to see our team in action. Um, Our volunteers are incredible when they're, you know, supporting these families and uh, the impact being together. um, It's just really humbling. You know, uh, I'll just reiterate what uh, what Aman said about at our last camp, I was able to witness um, our check-in evening. You know, families and and the kids come in, they're a little timid at first, um, but really in about five or 10 minutes, you know, that's the beauty of children. They just uh, immediately get involved. You see them smiling. They engage in in, in, in scavenger hunts uh, just right off the bat. And, um, you know, our volunteers and staff, they, they make this such a fun experience. It really sets the tone for the entire weekend, you know, all the way from the very beginning to the closing ceremony, which is often um, not only meaningful, but it's very moving. And it sounds like my big takeaway, besides how incredibly well organized this is and how much thought went into this, is these people leave, they're they're completely different people when they leave versus when they come in. They're tentative, they're hesitant, they're not sure what to expect. You break them out into different types of grieving and you break out the, the kids into into their age groups so that it's kind of age appropriate. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it's just phenomenal. And uh, and again, you know, congratulations on the work that you do. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention Sunday Night Live last weekend. What a phenomenal phenomenal program. David, as I mentioned uh, to you, uh, it's uh, my wife and I, our, our anniversary is October 3rd, so we're always out of town. And yeah. so this year we're, we're, we're going out of town later in the month. And I'm like, I can, I can finally go <laughs> in person. And yeah. I, it was, it was so phenomenal. Congratulations on that. Seriously. That was a fantastic event. Thank you so much. It's uh, great to be with uh, just about 500 people in the community that yeah. uh, understand what we do and they support us. And it's just, uh, it's a great experience. So thanks for joining us, Steve. Absolutely. And, and it's a, it's your major or your premier fundraising event. Uh, of, of the entire year and the funds, uh, I believe it was over 600,000. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? right? Right at that number. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's, that's phenomenal. So that also reflects the heart of Kansas city and our community donating to a, a phenomenal organization that just pours itself out for others in our community. If you want to know more about Kansas city hospice and palliative care, how you can contribute, donate, or maybe even volunteer or get involved in one way or another, just reach out to 816 or you could also go online at kchospice.org. And we're going to have more coming up next, including how did the Solace House even begin? We're going to talk about the origin of the Solace House. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. How many children will experience the death of a parent or sibling by the age of 18? A, 1 in 5, B, 1 in 12, 
C, 1 in 15, or D, 1 in 20? What's your guess? You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. How many children will experience the death of a parent or sibling by the age of 18? Here are your options. A, 1 in 5, B, 1 in 12, C, 1 in 15, or D, 1 in 20? And the answer is... B, 1 in 12. And Dr. Iman, that that caught me a little off guard. I I was surprised it was that high. Yeah, so that's more than uh, 8% of children who will experience the death of a parent or a sibling by the age of 18. Um, And that number nearly doubles when you're talking about um, those who have lost a parent or sibling by the age of 25. Um, And it's interesting also to think about Um, That's the national average. So um, in the state of Missouri, it is one in 11 Mm. children. Um, And in Kansas, it's one in 14. So uh, one in 12 is the average. Wow. Okay. All right. Thanks for that information. And before the break, I threw out a little bit of a teaser saying that it would be great to know about how all of this good work got started with the Solace House. So David, tell us about that. You know, it's uh, super exciting today because we have a firsthand source uh, for you right here. And we're so lucky um, to have uh, Janie Yule with us. She's one of the founders of Solace House. We started Solace House uh, when my friend Colleen experienced the work-related death of her husband and father of two elementary-aged children. It was 1995. I had also experienced the profound loss um, as a child. I lost my dad in a car accident when I was four. It was about six months after President Kennedy died. And two years later, my brother Jimmy um, was electrocuted. He was 14, and I was seven. I was in second grade. So I understood at a very personal level Colleen's need to find support for her two children who were grieving their father's death. And I sure wanted to help her find a place somewhere in the country that would help with this kind of resource. Wow. And I, I did not know that. So I, I'm so sorry to hear that you had to go through all of that. Uh, uh, what kind of resources were available at that time? Because we're talking about the, the mid-1990s, long time ago. Well, certainly Kansas City didn't have a grief support center, but there were a few around the country. Even resources and books for grieving children and teenagers, they were very, very limited. Even I don't remember finding any any resources for kids and teens. So Colleen and I took a trip to the warm place that stands for What About Remembering Me in Fort Worth, Texas. It was a community support center there for grieving children and families, and it caught her attention because she had family living there. So I joined her on that mission to go see what was another city doing uh, to help grieving kids and their families. And we recognized the benefit of having a grief support center in Kansas City. And we immediately felt called to bring a center here, not only for her children, but for all the children and teenagers who'd experienced loss in Kansas City. When we returned, right after we got off the airplane, we saw a double rainbow in the sky, and we took that also as an added sign that it was up to us to either find a resource here or create one. 
amazing that we have uh, Janie here today because, you know, this is a real legacy that these uh, two women started. They knew there was a need and decided to solve it. And I think it's just incredible. It, it is incredible. And uh, Janie, did you have any experience creating a nonprofit or, you know, how did you know what to do? Because I, I think that's a pretty involved process, I believe. Yes, I have had worked at Valentine Radford Advertising for about seven years, so I knew a little bit about marketing. And then I also was a teacher, so I knew a little bit about working with children as well. And then Colleen, my other co-founder, she was a registered nurse. So we had about two-thirds of the skill set that we needed to start a nonprofit. We immediately recognized that we needed training, so we heard about Alan Wolfelt's Center for Loss in Colorado, and we began to recruit experts in the community who had skill sets that we did not have. A lawyer helped us with a 501c3, donating his time. We established a board of directors. Many of them had had loss as children um, themselves. We found a place to lease on State Line Road so that it would be centralized for Kansas and Missouri citizens. We learned how to write grants and create special events to encourage individual donations. We hired a program director with any money that we were able to uh, start raising, and she had the expertise in mental health to design our first curriculum and volunteer training. We built a wide network of strategic connections with other child and family organizations here in Kansas City. Most importantly, we built support one person, one heart at a time. And um, the shout out really has to be with all the volunteers that joined us along our journey, hundreds and hundreds of volunteers. Those founding beliefs at Solace House are still intact and as strong as ever. At Solace House, we believe that grief is a normal and natural reaction to death. We do not pathologize it. Um, We believe in um, helping uh, guide people on their grief journeys. And um, if you have ever loved someone, then you're absolutely going to grieve. And every, we believe at Solace House that everyone has the capacity to heal. And that's what we're here to, to help people do is help them through that healing process. Okay. And I, I know you do a fantastic job with that. So when did Kansas City Hospice and Solace House join forces? Because, uh, David Franklin, it just seems like a perfect fit. You know, Steve, it really is. Uh, we deeply understand end-of-life needs, which includes grief support, of support, of course, So it was important to have Solace House become of our scope of services, which happened in 2009. The story's pretty simple. The Solace House board chair called the then CEO at the time um, of Kansas City Hospice. Her name was Elaine McIntosh. And she knew about Solace House, was familiar with its success. Plus, she had actually visited the, the Solace House and really knew what it looked like and felt, which I think is important. You know, the idea was well received by our board uh, because both its presence and its commitment to children, which aligned with our pediatric hospice program called Carousel, um, as well as our deep understanding of the impact of providing real support and counseling to the bereaved. All right. And, and it, it sounds like the, the synergy is, is just incredible. Uh, Janie, are you and Colleen still involved with Solace House? Yes, absolutely. We I had moved away for a few years, but I have returned to Kansas City and now serve as an ambassador for Solace House and a volunteer. Colleen lives in Florida, and she also continues to stay connected to the mission. And, you know, please know how honored we are to see Solace House reach its 25-year milestone this year, thanks to the remarkable support of Kansas City. Thankfully, Kansas City Hospice answered the call when our board approached them with the idea of Solace House becoming a program of Kansas City Hospice. All right. And Dr. Iman, any final thoughts about where you'd like to see the programs go at Solace House 25 years later? Yeah, we're thrilled to continue to provide services 25 years later. The vision is still going and growing strong. 
Um, some of the things that we are looking at and would love to happen is we uh, plan to grow our team and our program staff. Uh, we want to update our group space and counseling rooms. It's so important for uh, Solace House to continue to be warm and inviting um, so that families want to come there and feel comfortable. Uh, we uh, continue to seek grants and fundraising opportunities to allow us to expand our reach to underserved populations and increase group support accessibility throughout the metro area. And I also want to mention uh, we have many volunteer opportunities. Um, Janie just mentioned that um, you know one of the core things that they worked on was um, bringing that that expertise and, and those volunteers in to help support Solace House. And so that remains something that's so important. So we continue to look for uh, people who want to give back. So, okay. Yeah. And and to get more information, you can visit kchospice.org forward slash grief. And David and Dr. Iman and Janie, thanks so much for being here today. I appreciate all of you so very much. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. All right, we're going to have a lot more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Stick around. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, go to SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So last week, I had just a a great meeting with a a wonderful professional, and she asked me a really, really good question. And so I thought, you know what? I think I want to to share that because it, it is a good question. And that question is, why should someone choose senior care consulting rather than use one of the free referral services? Now, let me say she is very clearly in camp senior care. (laughs) She said, Steve, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I am with you 100%. I agree with you. I love your approach and and I'm I'm on your side. But if I get asked that question, I want to be able to answer it. She said, and I'll tell you, I think she knew the answers, but she just wanted some clarification, wanted to hear that from me, and I think that helped her. So uh, I just, again, I just think it's an excellent question, and I'm happy to address that on the program today. So for a, I'm going to just give you a little tip here, for a glaring, glaring difference of senior care consulting versus the free referral services, I would invite you to go to our website, it is SeniorCareConsulting.com, and then there are lots of little buttons and things that you can click there. Click on Why Choose Us. Click on Why Choose Us. You can also go to SeniorCareConsulting.com forward slash Why Choose Us, and that'll get you there as well. And uh, there is a Senior Care Consulting versus the free referral services, and it says what we do and what they do. It could not be more clear. In that little graph, in that in the way that we have that laid out, it'll explain everything very, very thoroughly. However, to directly answer her question, if someone uses one of the many free referral services that are available all over the place, these things are popping up like weeds, how can you ever be sure if the place they're recommending is actually the best place for your loved one? 
I mean, how, how do you really know? How do you know if it's the best place or if it's the place that pays them the largest kickback? And you see, it's just, this is what it comes down. This is so simple for me. If you just stick to the basics and not get caught up in all the stories on how they try to explain this, okay, there is a built-in and inherent, in my opinion, conflict of interest in their model. There is no way to get around it. There's no way to get around it. So because of their business model, where they generate revenue by recommending places that have agreed to pay them a large, large commission, because of that model, you don't know if that's the best place or if that's just a place on their list where they're going to make their car payment or their house payment. You don't know. Now, I had, a, I had an owner of one of the free referral services get, get really defensive with me on the phone and explain to me that, well, he said, I've recommended places that are, that are not on my list. However, and, and I'm sure he has. That's great. Okay, but just sticking to the facts, we're going to keep it simple. You'll keep it simple, Steve, principal, the KISS. Keep it simple, Steve. I have access to publicly available documents that show there are many, and I mean a lot, of free referral services earning six-figure and high six-figure income every single year. And guess what? The way they earn that income is to recommend places on their list. They refer to them as their partner communities. That's just a fact, (laughs) right? This is pretty simple. So the bottom line, I told this super, just wonderful lady, super nice lady. There is never a conflict of interest with senior care consulting. And if she refers her clients to senior care consulting, she can rest assured that her clients will be treated with respect, that every single available option will be considered, and there is never a conflict of interest with our placement services because, guess what? We don't receive a single penny from any provider. So there's no questioning of, I wonder if that's the, the, the best place for my loved one, or, or is that the place where they're going to get the biggest kickback? So when, I, when we say we can help you find, find a, a, the right place and the best place, and we offer a, a placement service with integrity, that's exactly what we mean. And there is no inherent or built-in conflict of interest. And that's how I answered that. And she said, that makes total sense to me. And we will be referring all of our clients to you, which I definitely appreciate that. I appreciate the ethical standards and the integrity of any professional referring their clients to senior care consulting. All right, so you hear me saying on the program quite frequently, we'll help you find the, the right place and the best place available. So what, what does that mean? And this is not a marketing slogan (laughs) at all. We're going to help you find the right place and the best place available. This is exactly what we do here at Senior Care Consulting. So 
just go ahead and break that down a little bit. So finding the right place means that if we're going to find the right place, we need to determine exactly what you need so that we can find the right place, the proper fit. And that needs to happen first and foremost. That that has to happen first before we do anything else. We have to know what you need and determine that. So to do that, Senior Care Consulting conducts a proprietary geriatric care assessment. And this is an assessment tool that we've developed over all of the years. And let me tell you what, it is really, really good. And this assessment tool tells us so much. It tells us everything that we need to know. And if you're someone listening to this program and you're thinking about reaching out to us to discuss the franchise opportunities with Senior Care Consulting, you get our proprietary geriatric care assessment on day one. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to come up with it. You don't have to tweak it and add to it. Over several years of development, you get you get this incredibly well-developed, phenomenal document that helps you and the family understand exactly what you need. You get that on day one. That's just one of the many benefits of purchasing a senior care consulting franchise. So this proprietary geriatric care assessment answers the five big, big questions. Okay, so the first one is, what level of care do you need? And so, you know, we've, we've talked about that a little bit. What level of care do you need? Well, I've had people say, well, well how do you know that? I'm saying, well, um, in, in a previous life, I, I have experienced as a nursing home administrator. I also have experienced as an executive director in an assisted living community. I've also operated memory care communities at the assisted living level, opened memory care buildings. Uh, it goes on and on and on. So I get it. I understand it. I live it. I breathe it. And uh, I'll, I'll just tell you that, I mean, I, I know exactly what, once you answer the questions, I know exactly what will work for you and what will not work for you. So what level of care do you need? So these questions will help us at Senior Care Consulting determine if you are a candidate for a residential care community. If you are a candidate for an assisted living community. If you are a candidate for a Home Plus community. Now, I know that's kind of a unique licensure designation in the state of Kansas and some other uh, other states are going to just call that assisted living but it's with a limit or capacity or occupancy of 12 uh, uh, at a max all right so it's a it's a small a small house basically is what it is a ranch style house delivering an assisted living level of care right kind of on the higher end of that uh, for uh, folks with uh, residents with memory uh, memory challenges so or or are you a candidate and do you require that long-term care level of care? Our proprietary geriatric care assessment 
tells us that. It identifies that just through a series of questions that we have. And coming up next, I'm going to go through the rest of the advantages of our geriatric care assessment. You don't want to miss that. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. If you have a question, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back to that proprietary geriatric care assessment. We have to answer five huge questions before we can ever even get started. What level of care do you need? What type of care do you need? Uh, the payment method. I mean, how are we going to pay for all this? It's it's all very expensive. What are our location parameters? And then are there any personal preferences and needs? So I talked about the levels of care. What type of care do you need? This will help us understand that. Uh, there is a cognitive uh, related question section uh, section in the uh, in the questionnaire on page two actually <laughs> and uh, and it just asked a lot of super important question and then we always have a, a a thorough discussion on the payment method and I, I talked to a really nice lady earlier in the week and she wasn't sure if we needed just super detailed information we, we don't need bank bank reports and uh, investment portfolio printouts and all that kind of stuff just need to know you know about what we have uh, available and what the monthly income is. And then I can say, okay, so this particular level of care is, is you know, X dollars a month minus their income is our shortfall. So the super easy math is if it's $6,000 a month and their income is two, we're short by $4,000, right? And so if we have $100,000 of assets available, that's going to pay for that level of care for 25 months. Does, does that make sense? So I just, I don't want any surprises like I mentioned uh, earlier in the program where you get a 30-day discharge notice because your loved one is just about out of money. We're, we're not, we don't play those games with senior care consulting. Right? We're going to know going in about where we're at. And, and so we talk about that. Again, location parameters, any personal preferences and needs. So it also asks about a person's career. Uh, you know, What do they do for a living? And that, that really tells you a lot about a person. Uh, it's really just great information to know. Uh, is there a particular religious or faith preference? Uh, sometimes that's really important to a person. Sometimes it's not. But it's, it's important to know that uh, because we want to make sure that the places that we're considering – can accommodate our spiritual needs. So uh, so that, that's really important for a lot of folks, and, and we need to know that. Uh, do they have any hobbies or interests uh, that they have that we want to make sure can be addressed and provided at this particular place? So uh, just just super, super important. And uh, so it, it just asks, again, several questions about the cognitive status, and it, and it does tell us a lot. So if I go over to my form here, you know, one of the questions besides – you name all your, all your contact information, address, et cetera, et cetera, is do you have power of attorney documents in place for power of attorney for finance and power of attorney for health care? And uh, not only is it really important to have those in place, you need those documents in place most of the time before you can be admitted to a senior care community. Now, some places will work with you and give you a, a short period of time to get those taken care of. 
But if if not, I mean, we we really need to uh, uh, know about that. If you don't have them in place, we're going to talk about getting those things done and taken care of, uh, you know, ASAP, <laughs> as they say. Uh, does your loved one get their medications from the VA? That's a fairly pointed question. So it, it, a lot of lot of veterans, and thank you for your service. Thank you very much. Uh, get their medications from the VA, and they're very, very inexpensive. Sometimes they're at no charge. And so we want to continue to take advantage of that. Some places will work with you on that. Some places will not. Okay, so that, that's just really, really important. We talk about diagnosis information. Uh, let's see, are there any swallowing issues? Are we going to need any special diets? Uh, is there any skin breakdown issues at all? What is our height and weight? You're like, well, wait a minute, Steve. What, what does height and weight have to do with it? Well, it's pretty important because if you weigh over a particular weight, then there are some places that will not be able to care for you because they have a weight limitation. And that's driven by the equipment that they have in their building. Uh, does your loved one smoke? Th- I mean, that's a that's a, a really important question because guess what? A lot of places have gone to non-smoking buildings or even campuses. So if they can't accommodate that, then it's, it's probably not going to work for us. So all of these things are really important. Your ability to ambulate. Uh, are there any uh, pain management regimen that are happening? Planted pain pumps, injections, pain patches. Are there any tubes anywhere? IVs, uh, pick lines, feeding uh, feeding tubes, peg tubes, etc. cetera. Uh, will dialysis be required? Any alcohol use or drug use or abuse? Let's talk about any recent hospitalizations. Uh, Have you been vaccinated against COVID-19? Now, most places have kind of relaxed on this, but some have not. So if you are uh, against taking the vaccine, and I know a lot of people who will not take it, then that is part of our criteria, right? So it just goes on and on, all of the uh, cognitive-related questions, uh, all of the ADL-related questions, your Medicare information, social information, all of this tells us so, so very much. So if this, again, if this resonates with you and you're like, wait a minute, that sounds pretty incredible. That's a very, very thorough assessment. I just barely touched it, by the way. (laughs) And if that interests you and you're like, we need to look into this for, for our loved one and move forward with Senior Care Consulting. I would invite you to ask for a free consultation at 913-945-2800. You can also visit our awesome new website, SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right. And then I have to give a shout out to my lovely wife, Susan. I can't believe she puts up with me, (laughs) but uh, I wanted to say happy 25th wedding anniversary uh, to Susan. Susan, you have always been by my side through this really wild ride (laughs) of our life. And there's absolutely no one else that I would rather do this crazy life with than you. And uh, I'll tell you, for our, for our listeners, we were blessed with a, a beautiful daughter. And then two years later, surprised out of our minds and blessed <laughs> with identical triplet sons. And uh, wow, that, that, w- that was stressful. And let me say, my wife is about 5'3 and about 112 pounds soaking wet, right? And she carried 
triplet boys with no pre-hospitalization, really no problems at all. I cannot believe it. I, I'm I'm just in awe uh, for uh, uh, 32 full weeks, just shy of kind of that target. So, I mean, she just did a fantastic job. And I'll tell you what, if, if you can get through the stress of all that and bringing three preemies home <laughs> uh, early, uh, oh my goodness, I think we can make it through anything that comes our way. And Susan, thank you for always having my back and supporting all of my ideas. It's been a wild ride and... <laughs> The wild ride continues with the process of franchising the business. Uh, but uh, again, uh, Susan, thank you so much for all that you do. And, and thank you for saying yes when I dropped down on one knee in the middle of a restaurant so many years ago. I am so happy that God chose you for me. Happy anniversary, honey. I love you. All right, I'm Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.